Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Happy October 31st to you. That, of course, means that it is Halloween. And we have ourselves week eight, a slate of matchups for the NFL Sunday that's uh, plenty to look forward to. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented, of course, by Twin Peaks, as it always is, eats, drinks, scenic views. Getting set for Bears hosting the 49ers on the lakefront. I'll also have a pregame show for you, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Deion Miller coming out, coming your way at 10 o'clock after the odds couple. But you know the drill every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I take your phone calls and we walk through your fantasy football dilemmas. You can get in 312-332-3776. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Miller. You can also... Follow us on Twitch and join the chat there as well, ESPN 1000 Chicago. But first, let's kick things off. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with First and Ten. All right, start things off with the most important things you need to be aware of as a fantasy football player, some key injuries, and whatnot. Low snap. Prescott in trouble. Still up. What a touchdown run by Dak Prescott. All right, so Dak Prescott with the calf injury is in all likelihood going to be a game-time decision. There's some optimism that he could potentially play tonight, but there's also plenty of concern that Cooper Rush could be the man who gets the start for the Cowboys. With this one being the Sunday nighter, I have to advise, I just don't think... There's any reason to hold out hope. If he's a truly a game-time decision, you know, the calf injury, probably less likely to run, which will be sapping a little bit of his value. And in addition to that, it's not like he's been running like crazy this year to begin with. If anything, the Cowboys have been leaning on the run a lot more this year than we've expected. So I think hopefully you've got a decent alternative to go with, especially at the quarterback spot. There's so many guys who you can usually pick up and grab for even if it's just one week of production so my advice here the most actionable move I think unless you own Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones who you could go ahead and pivot to if Dak Prescott's not not going to go and I will say I'm a little concerned even if he does start dealing with a calf injury where he didn't practice all week he did take the snaps during walkthroughs but you know all of that reluctance by the Cowboys leads me to be very reluctant as a fantasy football owner. So uh, I personally would avoid starting Dak Prescott this week so so as not to get burned. Backward, first and goal. They'll dance, and they'll stop, and they push him in. The Browns push him in on a three-yard touchdown. They take the lead right there. Eckler pushed in. He wanted to let it die. He wanted 
<laughs> he wanted to let it die. We have a true NFL insider letting us know that Austin Eckler is going to start today. And that is Austin Eckler. He posted on Instagram himself in his starting lineup at running back. So I think that was yesterday. I think that is a pretty good indication that Austin Eckler will be available and ready to go for the Chargers. So go ahead and uh, get him into your lineup. Who likes nachos? Happy Halloween. Enjoy. Oh, thank you, Baker Mayfield. He is expected to start for the Browns today. And truth be told, that makes me still not want to start any Browns wide receivers at this point. Odell Beckham is playing through his own AC joint injury. That, and in conjunction with the entire season that Odell Beckham has had, is something to stay away from at this point. There's no real, even though Mayfield's going to be under center, I still probably not going to tell you to start any Browns wide receivers this week. Chubb's got 77 yards on the ground, checking down four, adding to it, stiff-arming, keeping his balance. It's a foot race down the sideline. Touchdown! Magnificent! 52 yards! So, and that's partially the reason I would expect the Browns to lean heavily on their run game today against Pittsburgh as they host them. And Dearness Johnson... At this point, he's probably a flex play. He was a nice uh, nice boom for you on that Thursday night game, but I would not feel great about using Dearness Johnson, even though, you know, he's probably going to see a lot of what Kareem Hunt uh, did while he was the one-two punch going with Nick Chubb, maybe just to a little bit lesser degree. So uh, I would expect maybe 10 to 12 touches for Dearness Johnson. So He's somebody you could potentially use, but with only two teams on by this weekend, uh, that would be the Ravens and the Raiders. So your Lamar Jackson, maybe uh, you've been getting by with Derek Carr, gives Darren Waller's ankle injury another week to heal up. Those are really your key players who are going to be out. I guess Marquise Brown, uh, Mark Andrews as well. So, But uh, with... Uh, I would say with uh, Nick Chubb back and Dearness Johnson, you know, playing a flex role, that's probably where you want to go in regards. Obviously, Chubb's in your lineup, no matter what, if he's out there. Uh, As for another running back who is not going to be playing today, that would be Miles Sanders, who was moved to the injured reserve list. And that is, you know, I think you're probably somewhat relieved if you're a Miles Sanders owner because he's not been productive much at all. But in, now I, I would say not even in deeper leagues, I'd say anything above 10 teams, so 12 teams plus, you're always looking for a productive running back, right? Which means that with Sanders moving to injured reserve, that Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott will see increased number of touches. I'll be honest, I know Gainwell is the guy that a lot of people uh, would lean towards because for the most part, he was number two on the depth chart. But I will say that Boston Scott, I essentially matched him for touches last week when Miles Sanders left the game. And he did so, which in some ways leads me to believe Boston Scott actually might see more touches and Gainwell maybe more of just a receiving back for them. Boston Scott has kind of stepped in from time to time in years past and done a serviceable job as a starting caliber running back when he has to roll. Now, I can't tell you for sure that he's going to have that. It's a bit of a sneaking suspicion for me that they 
they may turn to him because he can handle a bigger workload. We'll see today, but I guess the actionable move here more than anything else is if Boston Scott is available on your waiver wire, I would encourage you to go ahead and pick him up, especially if you don't have to make a roster move that would uh, you know, be problematic for you in terms of who you might release because I think there could be some value for Boston Scott the next few weeks while, while uh, Miles Sanders is out. And I did want to let you know, like, don't worry. Nick Sirianni thinks he's got this thing uh, turned around and uh, under control, the Eagles head coach. What's going on here is is that there's growth under the soil. I, I, I put a picture of a, a flower up, right, and that it's, and it's coming through the ground, and the roots are growing out. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow better is if we all water, we all fertilize, we all do our part. Look at yourself first and, and know if are you are you watering and are you fertilizing every day. I think that is a good question for everybody for growth. Are you watering and fertilizing every day? What do you think about that one, Gronk? <laughs> yes, I agree. Rob Gronkowski uh, set to return for the Bucks today. That is good news, uh, especially with Antonio Brown still out for the Bucks. Gronk's been a very big factor for the Buccaneers in the red zone. So as long as he is out there, for most people, I think he's a good option at tight end because... Let's be honest, if you're not starting one of the uh, elite tight ends, you're really just looking for a touchdown. And Gronk has proven that Rob, uh, Tom Brady looks to him in the red zone. And so as long as he's out there, I think he's definitely a viable option for you at the tight end position. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline, stayed in bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. Touchdown. End zone. Caught. Oh, baby, what a catch. Couple of freaks there in Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay already ruled out for Monday night's game against the Chiefs. So I think that's actually encouraging because those are two players who you might want to hold out on and use. Getting the word yesterday that both are out is uh, allows you to go ahead and use your options today. So of course, Devin Booker, if you're somebody who is a Barkley owner who's using Booker, you can go ahead and continue to use him this week, especially against the Chiefs. Now, Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard are both questionable. Tony's been practicing quite a bit this week. I think he only missed one day of practice, and that may have been Thursday, if memory serves, Wednesday or Thursday. And so I've talked about Kadarius Tony being someone I really like, and he is very dynamic, explosive, and that Chiefs matchup is very interesting. He, But I have to look at this and say with it being a Monday night game, you know, if you don't have an option to go to with Tony returning from injury and again, not even uh, for sure on Sunday, knowing that he's going to play, I still would have to kind of wait it out and probably not use him unless you're really looking. I guess the way I could see myself holding out on Tony is if I really need like a boom type player who could potentially have a big, you know, a big gainer, a long touchdown that could help win me my week. I would consider waiting on Tony if I had also access to Darius Slayton either on my bench or the waiver wire that I could grab if I had to. But again, you always need to make sure that you have the roster spot to do so. So really, that's the only scenario where I could consider waiting out on Darius Tony this week because of the Monday night game. At the 41, play fake, deep ball, separation, touchdown, T.Y. Hilton, wide open. Second of the day for Hilton. 
Good news for the Colts. It looks like T.Y. Hilton is probably going to play. Now, he's listed as questionable. He's still going to be a game-time decision, so you have to check, check the inactives. The Colts have the noon game against the Titans today, so make sure you're, you confirm that he is out there. But uh, Frank Reich said he thought that he looked good at practice on Friday, and so there's optimism that he will be back for this big tilt, this big division tilt against the Titans. And if you're somebody who's looking for some wide-receiving help, if he's active, I would definitely... Strongly consider using T.Y. Hilton today. A little bit of a early trade before the trade deadline hits on Tuesday. Breeze handing it off, and look at the hole for Ingram. Up to the 40, 45, 50, foot race down the far sideline, 30, down to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Saints. Welcome back, Mark Ingram. Yes, welcome back indeed, Mark Ingram. You heard Drew Breeze give him the ball. That was way back in 2016. Ingram has been traded from the Texans to the Saints. Now, the he won't play today. The question is: um, Is Mark Ingram somebody that you want to invest in? I think you could probably go ahead and scoop him up in the event that uh, you know Alvin Kamara. You know he's good injury replacement there. So if you're a Kamara owner, definitely worth adding. But I would say I'm a little bit. I'm not. I'm certainly not concer- overall concerned with too much of the production being lost for Kamara. He's still. In terms of talent and abilities, such, you know, at this stage of their careers, Kamara is far and away so much better than Mark Ingram that you're not really overly concerned. And if anything, I think maybe lightening Elvin Kamara's workload is a good thing for the entirety of the season, keeping him healthy for your fantasy playoff run. And finally, here's Watson now. Blockers in front, inside the 10, lowers the shoulder and in. All right, so... The Houston Texans have let it be known that they do not have to go ahead and trade Deshaun Watson if they don't want to, and they may not. They may hold him through the trade deadline. I'll say this. The trade deadline being on Tuesday, if you have room, and listen, I, you know, assuming, of course, you're fine with compartmentalizing and not dealing with all the allegations, if you're just talking about from a you know, a, a game theory standpoint, how do you want to work this out? I think if you have the roster room, not a terrible idea to go ahead and add Deshaun Watson today just through the trade deadline so that you, you know you can cut ties with him like as a as a waiver drop if, he, if he's not traded Tuesday afternoon because that obviously is the trade deadline. He's available in 82% of leagues right now. So I think if it, it's just one of those flyers that I don't necessarily – I think that Deshaun Watson's going to be traded, but if you're somebody who's looking for a quarterback solution, I think it's, you know, worth a dart throw, of course. Again, all things, if you're fine compartmentalizing and just playing fantasy football and not worrying about all the off-the-field stuff, if you don't want to make a moral stance, I com- you know, if you don't want to have him on your roster, completely understand. I have no issues with that. But in terms of if you're just trying to be a player who can, um, you know, again, compartmentalize things, then he might be worth an ad in the event that he actually does get moved before the trade deadline on Tuesday. All right, there you go. That is First and Ten. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, 312-332-3776. Phone lines are jammed. Keep trying, though. Get in as one drops off. A line is left open for you. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. 
Sunday morning, helping you set your fantasy football lineup from 8 to 9 a.m. I am Jeff Meller, along with uh, Tyler Aki behind the glass here. Again, you can always uh, join the conversation in Twitch as well. Again, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Follow us there. And, of course, on Twitter, you can hit me up at Jeff underscore Meller. That is M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's get things started in Addison and say good morning to Jason. Hey, Jason. Good morning, Mr. Miller. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. First of all, I want to say thank you because a couple of weeks ago you told me to play Hollywood Brown and he played a, good, a big factor of me winning that week. So I appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Thanks. I'm glad it worked have, out, man. Thank you. I have uh, I have a running back dilemma. I have five running backs. I need to pick three of them. Mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard, Damian Harris, Gainwell, Devontae Booker, or Leonard Fournette. All right, so um, actually, I, I'm glad you need three because for me, there were a three pretty clear cut that I would use. Uh, Booker's interesting in that the workload is there, and I know that Chiefs defense has been abysmal, but you know, as in terms of talent, I just don't love what I get from him. So uh, I'm going to stay away from Booker, and then Gainwell is the easy one to avoid as well because. First of all, Fournette looks really good right now, and in that Bucks offense, they're scoring so many points that the touchdown possibilities are there for him. For me, he's a lock, has to be in the lineup. Damian Harris, you know, like what I've seen from him lately, um, so I would continue to use him. And then, even though the touchdowns maybe haven't been there the way we would like, Chuba Hubbard's seeing like, you know, 20 touches pretty easily. So even though he's not getting quite the McCaffrey, like I get maybe like 16 to 20, but he, you know, and there's even been a few games where he's gone into the, you know, I think he had 29 one game. So there is plenty of work for Chuba Hubbard. So more times than that, when we're talking about, okay, where are we going here? It's going to be, let's lean on the workload. And for Hubbard, I think it's pretty safe as long as McCaffrey's out. And that's a pretty tasty matchup against the Falcons as well. So um, pretty clear cut for me. I would go for net Harris and Hubbard there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Let uh, That drops off Jay, which means that there's a line for you. Let's try Tom is in Bridgeport. Tommy. Hey, Jeff. How you doing today, buddy? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween uh, to you as well. I say I need a two out of the four, but I need three out of the five, okay? Um, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, uh, the uh, tight end from Miami Gasky. And or Antonio Gibson as a flex. And you need two of these? I need three or five. Two of the okay, so yeah, so Tom, I would say of those options there, T. Higgins stands out, you know, while Jamar Chase, you know, had the two hundred and one yard game last week, Higgins actually had fifteen targets and Joe Burrow and the Bengals seem to have it running well right now with their offense. So I want a, a piece of that in even though T T Higgins is you know, in terms of total numbers weren't great. I just love now the opportunities that I think are going to be there for him. You know, Jamar Chase defenses are, are going to have to start to give him more and more attention, which is just going to open things up a bunch for T. Higgins, and he is certainly capable of it. And then and I would wait a week on Judy. I, I want to see how he performs, and let's be honest, the Broncos passing game is nothing to get too excited about. So let's wait a week on Judy, make sure that he looks completely healthy and that he's worth, uh, you know, throwing out there. I guess I'd probably use... Antonio Gibson a bit reluctantly. Um, you know, I still don't love what the uh, football team is doing right there right now offensively, but uh, he still is their featured back for the most part, even though it's less these days. So of your options, I would still use Gibson this week, Tom. Let's try Ron, who is in Schaumburg. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Not too bad. 
love your show. You've ah, helped me you. very, very, very often. So my question is, I have a standard league, have four, need two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also have a second question that while I was listening to your show, you gave me some advice, but um, I'll go with my original question first. I have uh, DJ Moore, James Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Kenneth Gainwell. Okay. I need I need two. All right. So for me, first and foremost, Patterson, I think is he's mo- he's you know moved into the spot where he's a must start. There's just no way you can't can't use him in fantasy leagues the way he's being utilized by Arthur Smith. So Cordero Patterson's the first one that jumps off, and then boy, James Robinson versus DJ Moore. I lean towards James Robinson. Again, it's more the workload than anything else. DJ Moore does see quite a few targets, but Sam Darnold is making it harder and harder to trust him these days. So I think I would go ahead and use James Robinson just because of the workload that he sees in Jacksonville. Okay, and the second one, real quick, you mm-hmm. uh, you were talking about Boston Scott. Yes. Um, I've got, I was going to have either Gronk or Collins, Alex Collins. I need a they're both kind of questionable. Sure. And I was thinking of uh, picking up Scott and maybe dropping Ingram because I picked up Ingram, but he's just a uh, you know spot Mark on Ingram. the roster. Yeah. So I yeah. would I, I would definitely do that, Ron. I would go ahead and add Boston Scott because I think they're. We'll see how it plays out today. But this is one of those situations where you know Boston Scott has kind of stepped in and been the featured back in the past, and they could have easily gone to Gainwell when Miles Sanders was lost for the game last week, but they didn't. They decided to let Boston Scott have just as many touches. Now, I don't think Boston Scott is anything great as a player, and it may be more a product of Jalen Hurts being a bad, but I don't think you're going to... Mark Ingram is only useful if Elvin Kamara is injured and lost, so Boston Scott could be a useful piece that you might use you know, in the, in the upcoming weeks if he actually does give us 15 or about, so touches. Yeah, but what about today, though? Because... Um, I'm eight point favorites. I was twenty twenty some point underdogs, but he had uh, Murray. So in uh, so okay, Kyler. I'll, yeah. I'll so able, and I know Collins and and um, Collins and Gronkowski were both questionable with injuries. Yeah, it looks so like why. it looks like Gronk's going to play Ron. So I would go ahead and use him today as long as he's in the lineup. I'm tr- I'm looking right now. I guess Boston Scott's a noon game, so you'd have to. But all the indicators are that Rob Gronkowski going to play. So I would, you know, want to be using him as opposed. Go with Scott. Go with Gronk and pick up Scott. Correct. Okay, thank you, Jeff. No problem, Ron. Thank Hopefully you. you have a good Halloween now. You Bye-bye. do the same, Ron. You do the same as well. I gotta like the uh, well wishes for the Halloween, Tyler. Happy. I, I I hope you have a good Halloween, my friend. You as well. You um, as well. Yeah. Are you going trick or treating today? Um, me and the rest of my fifteen-year-old uh, friends. Right. Yeah, we're gonna go out. Um, he's he's tired of the uh, age jokes at this point. It's finally wearing on him. No, but I, it is. I listen. I I understand it, but it's funny because as a father, I just. You know, I will go out and basically. Well, Are your actually, kids dressing up as this year? Uh, so for the I think fourth or fifth year in a row, my son is going as a soccer player because he has no creative, interest. Creative, yes, yes, he has no interest in doing anything more than he the bare minimum for that. And my daughter is actually going as kind of like a. It's not quite Pennywise, but it's because uh, it's more of a it's it's like a pretty dress, crazy cl- clown type outfit. So oh, she's uh, very excited. She about She enjoys it more than your son does. Yes, yeah, she enjoys the you know putting on the makeup and getting all elaborate. So um, pretty cool still. But they're getting to the point where at eleven years old, you know, it's it is for my son all about the candy, and he doesn't want to do any extra work. So um, I'm sure that's. Uh, but it is funny though to hear people have a hop- have a happy Halloween. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm no longer. Uh, a child and trick-or-treating so uh, it is amusing to me let's try scott who's in maryville hey scott you're on the fantasy football show hey my good man how you doing pretty good 
Uh, I got uh, a PPR, and I've got three running backs here. I'd like, uh, I need two of them. Um, you, uh, Chubba Hubbard is one. Damian Harris. And I know you mentioned those guys, but I have Elijah Mitchell too. Mm-hmm. I also have Antonio Gibson, but I think I'm going to leave him on the bench because he's banged up. Yes, he's playing with no oxygen, Denver. Yes, um, I think that. No, no I, I think that, I think that's the right move, Scott. It, Gibson for me in the previous caller was more about his options. Right, you've got yeah, three stronger options there that I would absolutely use above Gibson. Uh, I like your listen, Mitchell. You know, it's confounding the way Kyle Shanahan uses his running backs and gets away from his running game. But you have to like what you saw last week. You know, it, he probably should have leaned on Mitchell more last week, it, you know, as the game got sloppier down the stretch. Against the Bears defense that's beaten up right now, I, I think Mitchell's a pretty solid play. So I would go ahead and use him. And you said it's a PPR, right? Yeah, and I have Chubba or yeah. Damien. Yeah, so, oh, by the, so I, I would say real quick. No, that's fine. Uh, real quick, I would use Hubbard because in the PPR format, that's the one thing is he's usually good for yeah. five five catches or so, which it's just, you know, Having those bonus catches, even if they don't amount to any yardage, there it's just like a floor there that it's hard to pass up. Hey, real quick, I want to. Do you know if Akeem Hicks is playing? Because that's going to influence my Mitchell decision. I know Mac is out, so uh, we do not have word. We'll get word on okay. him in terms of inactives. Uh, but he has right. He has not been officially ruled out, has he? I believe he's playing. I don't think. Okay. He, I think he was a full participant okay. in on the Friday. latest. Yeah, practice. yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. I think Kyle is right. So, um, yeah, we will know for sure. Obviously, keep it locked here, Scott, at ten thirty when the inactives roll out. But um, yeah, I think. I think uh, the, the, now the one thing I'll say is, you know, groin injury. Uh, even if he's out there, I, I wouldn't shy away because I'm always concerned. You know, as a player. Um, or, you know, as a fantasy player watching things play out, when a guy has a groin injury, it's so easy to re-aggravate and see him head over to the sidelines. We saw that, the, you know, the last time Akeem Hicks was out there against the Bucks. you know, he, he injured it and then stayed off the rest of the game. Maybe that was a product more of just the score. That's a possibility. But um, I'm not overly concerned as a fantasy player about, you know, Akeem Hicks being out there. And in some ways it might be, for Elijah Mitchell and the 49ers run game, it actually might be beneficial to them if a, uh, you know, a, a hindered Hicks is out there trying to gut his way through it. All right, 312-332-3776. Lines are still jammed. I promise we'll do, um, I'll do a better job of being a little bit faster to get through all your calls next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Western Phil on Twitter wanted to know, should he go with Devontae Booker or Khalil Herbert in the PPR scoring format? I told him I'd use Khalil Herbert. Just love what I've seen from him so far. And Booker really is somebody who just kind of needs to score that touchdown to make your week. I'm sure it's certainly possible against the Chiefs, but I would imagine the Bears are going to have to lean heavily on Khalil Herbert this week if they're going to go ahead and uh, grind the clock down and try and beat the 49ers in a win that they really, really need if they're going to make any significant run for the playoffs this season. So I uh, let Phil know uh, that I would go with Khalil Herbert. And you can hit me up on Twitter as well, at Jeff underscore Meller again, M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's try our man Mike in Mount Prospect. Mikey, what's up? 
Hey, Jeff. Uh, again, happy Halloween. I got two 11-year-old grandsons, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. And I, I would imagine, Mike, too, you probably appreciate it more than most now that you've been through it with your kids, and now you get a, a second crack at it watching the uh, young grandkids, oh, right? I five grandsons from uh, 4 to 14, so I'm, it, it's exciting. It really is. Very cool. All right, I've got, uh, I'm in two leagues, and I had Kyler Murray starting for me on Thursday, so now I need a lot of help here. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a full PPR, 10-team league, and then I've got um, uh, Marvin Jones at Seattle or um, Brandon Cooks uh, at home against um, the Rams. So, you know, they're going to be passing a lot there. Sure. Oh, this is uh this one I yeah I, I think I'd still lean Marvin Jones the Seahawks defense is you know it's 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 abysmal I haven't been impressed with them at all um, I think there's plenty of opportunities and I do think like you know for the most part I think all but maybe one one game Marvin Jones has been pretty solid for you maybe he hasn't had quite as big a week as Cooks has at points but I'm you know it's not I still think I trust Trevor Lawrence more right now than anything the Texans are doing in the passing game with Davis Mills, you know, so uh, I would use Marvin Jones, I believe. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Mike. Good luck to you. Hopefully Kyler Murray does not completely derail your fantasy week this week. Let's try Joe, who's in Spring Grove. Hey, Joe. Morning, Jeff. What's I going got on? three running backs. I need two in a one-point PPR. Okay. I got uh, Joe Mixon at the Jets. Mm-hmm. I got Eckler at home against the Pats. And I got Daryl Williams of the Chiefs home Monday night against the Giants. All right. So for sure, um, I'm going to say Austin Eckler in the PPR format. You know, he, he is a must. And if folks are just joining us, he on Instagram yesterday posted himself in his own fantasy football lineup. So that's a good indication that uh, he should be ready to roll. That's a 3 o'clock game. So, you know, let's just, I will say, let's just make sure. Let's not be, you know, let's. All be very careful out there. It is Halloween. Let's make sure that Eckler is starting when we get the inactives. The good news is, Joe, you've got Daryl Williams, who you could turn to if you need to. I would definitely use Joe Mixon as well against the Jets today. Again, that Bengals offense is humming quite nicely, and uh, I definitely want a piece of that. So Mixon and Eckler are my moves, and the good news is, if for some reason Eckler is ruled out, even though we don't expect that to be the case, if for some reason we get a last-minute you know, um, inactive from him, you can go ahead and use Daryl Williams on Monday night. Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, good luck to you, Joe. Let's try Lou, who's in Elk Grove. Hey, Lou. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Good morning. I got a full-point PPR. Okay. I need a running back and a flex. I have Cordero Patterson, mm -hmm. Chuba Hubbard, Damian Harris, and Daryl Williams. All right, so, yeah, Patterson for sure. It's just hard to, you know, six touchdowns in six games. They... He's not out there every snap, but man, when he is, it seems like he's just a magnet for the ball. Arthur Smith yeah. loves, you know, and, and it's hard to argue with because he's been very productive for the Falcons when he's out there. So definitely Patterson for sure. And then for me, it comes down PPR. Boy, this is it, you could go. In, I, I guess I'd probably for me, it comes down to Harris versus Daryl Williams. I, you know, I know I talk about like Hubbard's probably, getting, but the, the problem for him is that, you know, the Panthers offense right now does not look very good with Sam Darnold. So I, I think with two pretty solid options in Harris and Williams, it comes down to those two. I just don't love the fact that Damian Harris is not really involved in the passing game as much. Right. But, but, but to be honest, I like his talent, and the Chargers defense is not that great. So I think I would use Harris over Williams, uh, understanding that, you know, 
the Chiefs' offense always has the possibility to you know put up some points. But um, I think I, the way the Patriots use Harris, I would use Harris on my team. So I'd go Patterson and Harris. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Good luck to you, Lou. Let's try regular Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hey, Dave. Hey, morning, Jeff. Hey, I got a PPR question here. I need to start uh, two or three. Um, Antonio Gibson, Amari Cooper, and Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. And I'm thinking about sitting Cooper mm-hmm. uh, with Prescott probably not playing. Um, I have Prescott, and I'm putting in Stafford. I was thinking about picking up Wentz today, but I think I'm going to roll with Stafford, even though I think Houston's going to or the Rams are going to try to run a lot today once they get up. But you know what? what? You pick out of those. So, Dave, I will say that, like I don't think honestly, even if they get up by a bunch, like the Rams and Sean McVay, they're they they've they haven't been bashful about passing, even when they've been up by a couple scores. So, I would definitely not do that. You're, I think you're on the right track there. Keep Stafford in. Um, and yeah, I, I would Emmanuel Sanders of you know Gibson Cooper and Emmanuel Sanders. He's the first guy I want in the lineup for sure. Uh, and then, boy, Antonio Gibson versus Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I, because of what we've talked about, you know, um, I, I think I would use Gibson as well. I'm a little, con- you know, Cooper just hasn't really lit it up since the first week. And you know, if we're dealing with Cooper Rush throwing him the football. It's certainly, you would imagine, a game where the Cowboys will lean heavily on their run game. So, yeah, with, with Dak's, Dak being, being very uncertain, I'm perfectly fine using Gibson over Cooper this week. Thanks, Jeff. All right, thank you, Dave. Let's try my man Nathan, who is in Burbank. Nate, what's going on, bud? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. No problem. Hey, I got a, uh, I got a running back log jam. Uh, I need three PPR league. I got Cordero, I got Leonard Fournette, I got Khalil Herbert, I got Elijah Mitchell, and I have Daryl Williams. All right, so give me that. You got Herbert, Fournette, Daryl Williams, and who else? Elijah Mitchell? Uh, Elijah and Mitchell. Mitchell and Cordero. Which and da- okay, I, yeah, so Patterson. All right, so you need three of these. For me, again, yep, yeah. Right. So for me, it jump, uh, Fournette and Patterson jump off a page at me right off the bat. So those two are definitely in. Then PPR, Daryl Williams, Herbert, or Mitchell. Yes, sir. Yeah, this one's not clear-cut at all. They're kind of all in that same area. Boy. Yeah, Yeah, but it's listen, they're all pretty solid and productive players. The only thing I don't love about Herbert, like in terms of talent, what I've seen from all of them, Herbert is the most intriguing player, and I think the Bears are going to lean heavily on him. You know, But the problem is that you know, catching-wise, he hasn't really – shown uh not that he can't catch but like that one drop uh really stands out against uh who do they play prior to the uh the, the packers. Uh, buckers thank you the packers yeah, yeah that the tr- splitting time yeah uh, who herbert yes sir you know I, I i don't know about that herbert seems like the guy that they're leaning on more than damian williams at this point so i'm not overly concerned about that Boy, I think, honestly, though, I would use Daryl Williams because of the way he's used in the passing game and with the potential for the Chiefs to put up big numbers. You know, I think I just lean a little more towards Williams over the uh, two guys playing on the lakefront today. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you, Nate. Hopefully I don't stare you wrong on that one. Those are always the really, really tough ones. I always throw out the caveat, look, uh, I do not have a crystal ball here, so sometimes I cannot give you, you know, who's going to be for sure the best play. So uh, hopefully... You guys understand that uh, I cannot. That's the I just like to throw that out there because sometimes people get really mad when you give them the wrong uh, guy. And I always say, look, you've got the final authority. You get the final call. So feel free if you want to go in one direction to make your choice. Uh, Sean is in Roscoe Village. 
Sean, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, happy Halloween to you. Thank um, you. Anyways, I've got a receiver question, and it's only because uh, Sam Darnold has been so bad. But uh, DJ Moore is actually ranked higher mm-hmm. than uh, Robert Woods, and that's my real question. Is uh, you gave some good advice on Dak, and I'm substituting him, but DJ um, Moore or Robert Woods? Which one do you start? Because uh, Woods is up against Houston, and Moore is up against Atlanta, but then Darnold is, the last couple of games has really sucked. He has, but what I'll say in terms of DJ Moore is the target share is there. He's pretty much he's pretty much a lock for ten targets, and um, it says I don't know if you said it on the air, but it's a PPR league, right, Sean? Yes. Yeah. So in that case, for me, I can't get off of DJ Moore. He's got five catches in every game, and he's also got three games where he caught eight passes. So for me, DJ Moore, the volume versus Robert Woods, which we all thought that it was going to be, you know, Woods and Cup kind of, you know, uh, the split was going to be closer to 50-50 in the Rams offense. But at this point, there's, it's just, that's not the case. Cooper Cup is the, yeah, clear, you know no, what I mean? I like, so, so yeah. even though I like Woods a lot and I have no problem starting him, it, when it comes down to Woods versus DJ Moore for me, I'm going to go ahead and use DJ Moore pretty easily over Robert Woods just because of the volume. Yeah, and Emmanuel Sanders as well because Dawson Knox is out, right? So, honestly, I would use Woods over Sanders if that's your – like, right. yeah, I would use Moore and Woods and keep Sanders on the bench only because when all said and done, you know, I like the Rams. Well, I mean, I guess I like, I like the Bills' offense as well, but the problem is, you know, with Diggs out there, I always feel like he's going to get his. Sanders can be yeah. a little more hit or miss. I would actually use Woods over Sanders this week. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank All you. right. Good luck to you, Sean. All right. Let's uh, zip in one more here before we break. Let's try Josh, who's in Joliet. Joshua. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my car. Really appreciate it. I got a quick one. Yep. I have a flex spot, and I'm dealing with either CD Lamb, which you guys said that Dak might be injured or it might be off, uh, Dobby Cook, because I'm kind of heavy on running backs, and Robert Woods. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I love those. Those ones are easy for me. No question about it, Josh. I'm using Delvin Cook. That one is probably the easiest one I can make all you know all season long. CD Lamb, look, this is one of those things though that's an embarrassment of riches, Joshua, because um, most teams are not going to have the room to go ahead and put Lamb or Cook on their bench. And I cannot even. I know he's been banged up, but Cook uh, prior to the bye week was healthy and back at it and uh, running the ball plenty. So go ahead and use Delvin Cook and don't think twice. All right. One more segment to go, 312-332-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter, again, at Jeff underscore Meller, or follow us on Twitch at ESPN1000 Chicago. The Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN1000 and 100.3 HD2. minutes ago from uh, noted Bears reporter for the Chicago Tribune, Dan Weeder, checking in, wanted to uh, know what I thought about a quarterback dilemma for him. He said, Wentz versus the Texans, Carr versus the Giants, or Lance versus Arizona. And I looked at it perplexed, like, Carr's on by this week. What's going on here? 
He went in a week nine fill-in for Tom Brady. Dan Weeder getting ahead of it early, Tyler. You have to do that, though. Like, you know Brady's going to be on bye. Mm-hmm. You never know when the quarterback well is going to dry up. You might as well get ahead of it. No, this is the, this is this is absolutely the – that's how you go ahead and you want to be a good fantasy player. Absolutely. When you have that little extra time, you invest and you say, all right, I got five, ten minutes here. He's probably sitting at Soldier Field getting ready for the Bears. I was going to say, look how invested he is in the – And he's the like, all right, I got five today. minutes here before I go ahead. I got to check week nine's lineup. I definitely – Dan would use uh, Derek Carr against the Giants of those options. But the one thing I'll say is, like, I reserve, though, the rights to change my mind depending on what unfolds this week because, you know, you never know. Maybe Carson Wentz continues to just look much better than we anticipated. And with T.Y. Hilton, maybe it will uh, change our minds just a little bit as T.Y. is expected to play. I think I hit all the key injuries, but in case you missed it uh, earlier today, Austin Eckler expected to go because he put himself in his lineup on Instagram. I would say uh, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Jerry Judy, Rob Gronkowski, Debo Samuel, and Trey Lance for the 49ers against the Bears. All of those players are expected to play today. The ones, the key ones that are out that we, uh, you probably know about most of these, but Antonio Brown, Christian McCaffrey, Zach Wilson, not that you were using him, but for the Jets, uh, any of their skill players are probably a wash with Mike White under center. Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, and then finally uh, Khalil Mack for the beloved is going to sit this one out today. Plenty more Bears coverage for you coming up at 10 o'clock. I will have the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show along with Deion Miller. So we'll get you set for Bears and 49ers later today right after the odds couple. Let's try my man PJ who's in Kenosha. PJ, you're on the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Miller. Hey, Miller. How you doing? Good, man. All right, so I got a dilemma here. A couple of weeks ago, I decided that uh, Herbert, I was just going to ride or die with uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't pull him, and then he went up against the Ravens. So now, this week, I have Justin Herbert against the Patriots, and I have Kirk Cousins against the Cowboys. And I'm, like, really itching yeah. to possibly put Cousins in there because he's been good. He has. I- I'm not doing that, PJ. Listen, it's your team. So, uh, again, mm-hmm. You could come, if you feel good about Cousins, go for it. It's not like the Cowboys' defense has been bad, though. They've certainly been really good this season, and so it's not like that's a you know a great matchup. Herbert, I, you know, listen, I, I know it's the Patriots, but they're at home. Justin Herbert, honestly, the potential is you know is there for a four touchdown game with him. You, that I, I cannot bench Justin Herbert. You know, he's one of those guys who's locked and loaded in my lineup. And that's just, I will say, that's how I play fantasy football, though, PJ. Once I get my, you know, my guys kind of set and who I feel comfortable with their talent level and the offense that they're running, I just roll with them week in and week out. Now, Cousins is a pretty solid backup to have in the event of an injury. An injury but for me, you know, I'm trying to think if there's a defense out there that I would not use Herbert against. And honestly, I, I don't know if there is one out there. Like, even the Bucks, like, you know, one of the better defenses, like, they, you can beat them via the pass. So there's really not, like, out, the, the only defense I really get concerned about is the Bucks against the run. You know, if you have a running back who's going against the Bucks, maybe I'll cons- consider benching him. But other than that, I'm not too overly concerned right now about uh, too many defenses out there. So I got to just stop trying to get cute. As yeah, because you know why? Like, <laughs> listen, if you roll with Herbert every week, more, I think more times than not, whatever, you want to pick 11, 12, 13 weeks of the year, you're going to be pretty happy with the production. Whereas if you try and toggle back and forth, you'll drive yourself crazy, you know, and you may end up burning yourself more times than not. So we can't okay. predict what's going to happen. We just, you know, that's where I, don't, I try not to get too cute with fantasy football, if that makes sense. 
Definitely does. All right. Thanks, PJ. Right. Appreciate it, man. Let's try Jordan in Wakanda. I'll try and uh, blitz through these last few here quickly. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Jeff. All right. So I have a super flex position in mm-hmm. the PPR league. Um, I, I normally would put Dak Prescott here, but with him being a risky star waiting till the Sunday night game, I do have Zach Moss who's got a tantalizing matchup. Mm. Um, so do I go with Moss or do I wait and risk, uh, wait, you know, seeing if Prescott goes? Sure. I did pick up, I did pick up Cooper Rush that was, as well. That was my question, days. Jordan. That was my question. I just think in super flex leagues, unless you're – Completely depleted. You have no other option, uh, and you're like you're on a buy, and there's no quarterbacks on the wire. Then I would say, okay, that's where where I'll use a non quarterback. But there's just the only guys out there. You know, you can only even Cooper Rush could easily get down near the goal line and throw three or four touchdowns. So yes, I'm holding out, waiting on word on whether or not Dak is starting or Cooper Rush. If I'm you, especially because putting and putting Cooper if yeah, Dak is out exactly because okay. and because that's okay. the, and the other thing is Zach Moss. You know, yeah, he's fine the, the matchup's great but you can't count on the bills giving him any significant run on a week in week out basis you know because singletary's there Allen runs in a lot so uh yeah definitely wait on deck and see what happens there let's try joe in naperville joey hey i got a flex question uh t higgins or eli mitchell uh and is it a ppr yes it is i definitely go t higgins there all right, All right, that's what I thought. Good luck, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Let's try Colin in Shanahan. What's up, Colin? How you doing? This Good is man. my first time. Um, oh, I have welcome. a question. Um, PPR. Send him a Gannwell. piece of candy for Halloween, Tyler. Go ahead, Colin. Oh, you got, uh, PPR league. I have Kenneth Ganwell on Philly or mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, this one for me is I'm still rolling with Antonio Gibson. I want to see how the Eagles use Gainwell and Scott. I've talked about it a lot this morning. I think there's a, there's a pretty decent chance that Boston Scott gets uh, like just at least a 50-50 touch breakdown in pa- comparison to Gainwell. So until I see the Eagles go full bore in with Gainwell, I'm going to wait a week before using him, if you can at all. Uh, let's try last one here. Let's try uh, my man Paul, who's in Deerfield. Paul. Wrap us up here on the Fantasy Football Show, my man. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Good. Good. Uh, just a quick question with my flex position. Uh, one, choose one guy, half-point PPR. I have Devontae Smith, Chase Claypool, and Michael Carter. All right, so I'm going to cross Carter off in that situation, and I don't love him. I think I would use Claypool over Devontae Smith. I just don't trust Jalen Hurts at all, Paul. So I would use Claypool, especially with Smith-Schuster out these days. Uh, you got to expect a little more volume for Claypool going forward. All right, folks, the Fantasy Football Show presented by Twin Peaks. Thanks for listening. I'm back in an hour with Dion Miller as we break down Bears and 49ers on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. But up next, stay tuned for the odds couple. Carmen DeFelco and Mike North give you the best plays of the week. Thanks to Tyler Aki. I'm Jeff Meller. See you in an hour on ESPN 1000.